Ahoy there! Welcome back to the Bible Pirate Advent Calendar. My name is Matt Valor. This is day 20. David had just returned from defeating the Amalekites when the news reached him that Saul and Jonathan were dead. His grief was intense, but the next king had yet to be declared. Judah proclaimed David as their king, but the other tribes proclaimed Ishbaal, one of Saul's sons, as king. For a long time the house of David and the house of Saul were at war, but in the end David won, and all the tribes came together to make him king over all Israel. The first thing David did as king was to capture the Jebusite fortress in the hill country of Benjamin that had remained independent despite all the battles of Joshua and the judges that followed. The mountain known as Zion fell to David's army and he made this city his new capital, the most important in the whole United Kingdom of Israel. He called it the City of David but we know it by the name Jerusalem. David's reign was long and full of struggle. He continued to win victories against the Philistines and other enemies who would attack Israel from its borders. But the struggles were not only from outside. David's own brother, Absalom, tried to replace him and his family fought among themselves. But David remained king throughout all these years and went down in the history of Israel as the first true king, and the very greatest, to which no other could ever compare. There are many other stories about the life of David, both his successes and his failures, and the many songs he wrote that Israel sung. Maybe we will hear these tales another time, but our story must keep going. For once David died, his son Solomon became king, and the nation the father had founded was to reach its peak under the sun. Solomon arranged to marry the daughter of the pharaoh of Egypt, as in those days marriages between the children of rulers were used to strengthen the bonds between two countries. Yahweh offered to grant Solomon a wish, and he wished for the wisdom to rule Yahweh was impressed with his answer and not only made him wise, but extremely wealthy as well. Even the Queen of Sheba, the ruler of the Ethiopian mountain plains, visited Solomon in Jerusalem. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines, an endless array of beautiful women a symbol of wealth and power in the ancient world. The Philistines fell to Solomon's rule, as did the lands east of the Jordan. Even from the town of Dan in the far north to Beersheba in the far south, the people of Israel lived in peace, as Solomon negotiated treaty after treaty with any other nation that might intend Israel harm. The fame of Solomon spread well beyond their borders, he composed over a thousand proverbs and was an expert on trees, animals, birds and fish. Ambassadors and even kings visited him from all over the region just to listen to the wisdom of King Solomon of Israel. 
But of all these achievements, perhaps the most important, and certainly the most significant, was the temple he built for Yahweh on one of the great hills in Jerusalem. It was an enormous structure, and Solomon spared no expense. Gold-coated palm trees and a great sea of bronze were among its furnishings. Its walls were high, and every inch of its interior was panelled with cedar wood carved in extraordinary designs. And at the very centre, in the inner sanctuary, were two cherubim carved from olive wood, facing forward, each five metres tall, like lions with human faces. Cherubim are winged creatures, and each of their wings had a five-metre span, so that they spread out across the sanctuary, 20 metres from one side to the other. Once the temple construction was complete, all the people gathered in Jerusalem for its consecration, the sacred ceremony to make it a holy place. The Ark of the Covenant was brought to the temple and placed underneath the giant wings of the cherubim. And as Solomon prayed to Yahweh, a thick cloud fell on the temple so that no one could see or do anything. Yahweh, the storm god of fire and cloud from Mount Sinai, had left his home and journeyed with the Israelites first through the desert, then across the Jordan River and into the Promised Land. For nearly 450 years this God had lived in the sacred tent, the tabernacle, that continually moved around the territories of Israel. And now, nearly 500 years after he rescued his people from Egypt, there was a new temple in Jerusalem, fit for the God of Israel. Yahweh had a new home.